good enough and getting better. Welcome to the podcast where we can pursue personal growth, not because we have to in order to somehow be good enough, but because we know we already are good enough. We are each a unique and rare expression of human life with no duplicate. And from this foundation, we pursue personal growth because we know we can and because we know we are capable of creating all kinds of different experiences in life. And we want to play with that capacity and expand our options. We make personal growth enjoyable and easy when we can approach it with joy and playful curiosity instead of lack and insecurity. So stay tuned and join me on this journey to be more rooted in our true self-worth and more empowered in our growth process. We are good enough and we are getting even better. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Laura Lenore and this week's episode is inspired by a recent conversation that I was having where we were talking about the difficult things that we experienced growing up having been raised by human parents and therefore raised imperfectly in some ways, as we all were. And I said something to this person about how I understood that my parents always had a positive intention, even for things that I experienced as being quite painful at the time. And this person had never really thought about things from that angle before, so they were pretty blown away by this idea. Another recent conversation where this idea came into play was with somebody expressing regret over time spent drinking instead of being present with family. As we dug into it, this person really understood that the drinking was a coping mechanism for depressed feelings and was actually a way to try to be more pleasant company with the family for a few hours a day, even though the reality didn't quite work out that way. Even just consciously understanding that we do have a positive intention behind our behaviors is really helpful in forgiving ourselves for the things that we regret. Obviously, this is a pretty powerful concept, and so I'd love to explore this idea a little bit deeper with you today. It can be so freeing and empowering, both in terms of our perspective on ourselves, as well as our perspective on other people. In fact, this idea is so transformative. It's actually one of the key presuppositions from NLP, or neurolinguistic programming. If you aren't familiar with NLP, it's a set of tools and philosophies that were created by modeling the thinking process of successful therapeutic change and from people who are able to achieve superb results in life. The presuppositions from NLP are a set of ideas that are common to these folks. And even if they don't initially believe that they're true, merely acting as if they are can begin unlocking some serious positive potential in your life. So we'll likely be talking about other presuppositions on the list at some point in addition to this one. But for right now, let's dive into this idea that there is a positive intention behind every behavior. Now, obviously, this idea is enormously helpful in relationships, as you might imagine, as it makes it easier to forgive and to have understanding and to find common ground. But since my podcast is more focused on helping you with your relationship with yourself, we'll start there. Having a solid relationship with yourself makes for better relationships with other people anyway. So in a way, we're really working on both things at the same time. So when I'm working with clients, they usually have a problem, right? There's something that they're doing or feeling or experiencing internally that seems like it's out of their control. And generally, they don't like this part of themselves that's doing the thing that's the problem. In fact, they're often quite angry or frustrated. 
maybe you can relate to this, this idea of having parts of your life, habits, personality traits, maybe even behaviors that feel like self-sabotage, where you are not happy with the part of you that is doing this thing, whatever it is. It could be eating or drinking too much or embarrassing you in front of someone you want to impress or keeping you from achieving your goals. Whatever it is, we all have something. And in those moments when that behavior happens, I want you just to think about what it is that you say to yourself or how do you think about yourself in that moment? Like, do you ever catch yourself saying something like, I'm so stupid. Why did I do that? Or something similarly derogatory to yourself. So often we have these really mean thoughts about ourselves and it happens so quickly and automatically that we don't even notice. But right now, as I'm mentioning this to you, you may find that you are better able to notice those moments when a thought like that goes through your head just by being aware of it and looking for it. But I want you to think for a moment about who are you talking to when you say that? Like one part of you has a conflict with another part of you. And in that moment, you're relating more to the part that's unhappy about the behavior in question. And when you're saying you're so stupid, you're essentially talking to the other part of you, right? So we all have different parts of ourselves and these parts are not always in agreement. Uh, And that doesn't mean that we have multiple personalities or dissociative identity disorder. It's actually a very normal thing that we all experience. We're just not normally consciously aware of it. You might notice times when you feel conflicted, like part of you wants to stay up and finish this project while the other part of you wants to go to sleep so that you'll have a better morning. Stuff like that happens all the time. You can call them ego states. This is the same idea you encounter in internal family systems therapy or parts therapy. It's actually a pretty common model. And we're going to use this idea today as we're exploring this idea of how there is a positive intention behind every behavior, because sometimes those intentions seem to have conflicts. Like the one part of us will have this intention, which seems to be in conflict with another part of us. But when we really dig deep into what our parts really are trying to do, there is often not a conflict at the deeper level. So that's why we're going to be working with this idea of having different parts, different ego states today as we explore this concept. So back to that part of you that is behaving in a way that the rest of you is unhappy with. What if you were then to go into hypnosis, which is not strictly necessary, but is really helpful in this process, and to just have a chat with that part of you that's procrastinating on a major goal you have, for example. If instead of being mad at that part, you could communicate that you understand that this procrastinating part has a positive intention for you and that you're actually grateful that it's trying so hard to help you in some way, even though the results are clearly not what you want overall in your life, right? Then you can ask with respect and curiosity about what this part is trying to do for you. In that moment, you are likely to receive information that just pops into your mind about what this behavior is really about. Maybe this part is trying to protect you from being made fun of. Maybe this ego state formed in the fourth grade when you were giving a presentation at school and the kids laughed and you felt so bad that this part of you decided to rescue you from ever putting yourself in this dangerous position again. 
Now, from the logic of a fourth grader, this strategy makes perfect sense. And you would agree that this is, in fact, a positive intention, even though it is currently making your current adult career much more complicated because you can't seem to put a presentation together for a client without feeling like you're fighting yourself the whole way through. But once you know what it's trying to do for you, protect you, and you've opened this respectful dialogue, you can actually inform this part of you that your needs as an adult have changed since fourth grade, and that while you are grateful for how this part has worked so hard for you, you are actually quite safe now and you would like to be comfortable presenting instead of feeling like you have to avoid it. You might be surprised at how willing this part is when approached respectfully to update its strategy and to find a way to help you that is more in line with your life now. So what we want to do then is just set aside a few minutes to consider this behavior in a new way, to have this dialogue with the parts of yourself that you don't always like, to approach them, like I said, with respect and curiosity, and just to notice what information comes up for you. You may find new understandings that allow this issue to really open up your understanding. And even if things don't change immediately, having some understanding for yourself and why you're doing this will already feel much better than leaping straight into attack mode. Uh, So let's walk through this and you can work with this idea for yourself. Of course, let me know how this goes for you, what questions you have from this process. This is not a hypnosis track today, by the way. I'm just going to outline some simple steps and allow you just to follow these on your own time because you want to just allow this to unfold the way that it needs to. It's not always going to fit neatly into just a 20 minute process. So first, you're going to think of something you tend to be hard on yourself about. A habit, an emotional response, a pattern, a behavior, whatever it is, some aspect of your life that's not really working for you. And then I want you to imagine that you are inviting the part of yourself that is responsible for this behavior to sit in the room with you. So just note that this is all going to feel like you're totally making it up. Just make it up. Let it pop right into your mind. Play pretend. This is actually the best way to access your unconscious mind. If you do feel an urge to edit the first thing that pops into your mind at any point in this process, go with the first thing. That edit is usually the conscious mind trying to take back control. So if you remember what it was like to play pretend as a kid, just getting caught up in an imaginary scenario for hours or talking to imaginary friends or fighting monsters that weren't really there, just allow yourself to get into that kind of mode as much as possible. Okay. So once you have this part of you there, just notice whatever details stand out. For me, there are usually visual details that have symbolic meaning, just kind of like dream imagery. But Maybe you're more inclined to notice the voice or a sense of presence or just have a feeling that like that part is there with you. However you experience it is just fine. We experience things differently and it still works. So start by thanking this part for showing up and make sure this part knows that you appreciate that you know that it has a positive intention for you. This sets a stage for a respectful relationship. You wouldn't want to open up to somebody who's angry and frustrated. So why would this part want to do that for you, right? Then ask this part to communicate with you exactly what, what is your positive intention? What is the behavior uh, trying to do for you or trying to give you? And after you ask, just listen, just notice whatever words, images, feelings just pop right into your mind. Trust what comes up. I know it feels like you're just making it up. 
It's normal. But just let that pop right into your mind. And then once you have an answer, thank this part for sharing. Thank it for its positive intention. You can stop here if just understanding is your goal, and that's a great start. Or if you'd like to continue, you can ask for more information about where and when this part comes from, like how old were you when this ego state formed. You can ask this part if it actually likes this job, or if it's interested in taking on a new role that would be more helpful. You can share with this part about the effects this behavior is having on your life now, so it can understand the situation better. You can even ask this part if it needs something from you in order to heal in some way. This whole thing is a conversation. So really, you can just take it wherever it feels like it needs to go, as long as you keep the framework of respect and mutual cooperation in place. You might be pleasantly surprised at how much real impact this supposedly imaginary conversation can actually have in your life. So give this technique a chance and find out for yourself. If you find that... This process is a little intense for you to handle by yourself, by the way. Feel free to reach out and get help with this. Now, if you don't feel ready or interested in having a full-on imaginary chat with your inner fourth grader or whatever age this part turns out to be, you can still work with this idea in your day-to-day life and find some room to lighten up on yourself, to create some space, to change some patterns in your life with greater ease. One way that you can do this is just to simply notice those moments when you are criticizing yourself and turn the conversation around each time by stating something along the lines of, Even though I'm frustrated with myself for doing this behavior again, I know that I have a positive intention for this at some level. Anything has to feel better than beating yourself up, and beginning to speak to yourself more respectfully will improve the rapport you have with your unconscious mind so that it will become easier for you to consciously access the information you need about where these things come from and what you really need in that moment. The other thing to play with is to think about this idea When you're frustrated with someone else, sometimes that is an easier place to start when we're not used to being kind to ourselves. But if we can internalize this idea for others, it may make it easier for you to eventually embrace it more fully for yourself as well. So just let yourself be curious about other people, like thinking this thing that this person is doing right now comes from a good place. A, good, a positive intention, what might that be? Maybe the strategy that they picked up in grade school is to try and get the attention that they need, even though it doesn't work quite so well now that they're older. There are a million reasons, and we won't know exactly what's going on inside someone else. But merely assuming there is a positive intention and being curious about it, we can actually move more easily out of an unresourceful state of frustration, irritation, anger, or similar emotions, uh, and find a place where it's much easier to find understanding and common ground with other people. So give these various techniques a try this week and discover the magic of this presupposition for yourself, this idea that behind every behavior, there is a positive intention. And again, as I stated at the top of this podcast, even if you don't deeply believe it, you can change your experience by acting as if you do, right? Having thoughts, well, if this is true, then what? You know, that will sort of crack it open for you so that you can begin to have uh, a different experience. So work with that. Notice what happens. 
And uh, I would love to hear about your experiences, your questions, your ideas about this or something else you'd like to hear about on the podcast. You can join me on facebook.com slash good enough and getting better and comment there. You can find my website at lenorehypnosis.com and email me there. Uh, I'm so glad that you're here joining me this week listening. And if you feel like this episode is helpful for you, please subscribe and rate so other people can find it too. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great week until next time. Bye for now. 